Hello everybody and uh, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, uh, most people just call me Landy. And I've been uh, working in Taiwan as an English teacher for about 27 years now. In this podcast, I would like to share some of my experiences and also some of my thoughts and comments about living in Taiwan and what it is like to work and live in another country. I'm sure people who are thinking about doing something like this will find it interesting. Now at the moment, as I said, I've been here for 27 years and Taiwan is a very different country from when I arrived here. Taiwan is, a, is now a first world country. The capital, Taipei, where I live, is the same as any other first world capital you can think about. We have a metro system, extensive metro system. We have bus lanes. We have infrastructure that is second to none. So this is quite different from almost three decades ago when I arrived. So at the moment, living in Taiwan is, is really my students' favorite word is convenient. So I will say living in Taiwan is pretty convenient. For example, if you decide that you are now going to go somewhere, and you want to see uh, when is your bus going to arrive, you can just open an app on your cell phone and the app will tell you that your bus, the bus that you want to take is going to arrive in two minutes. You just go down and the bus will be there. So that's, uh, I would say that's pretty convenient. But when I arrived here in, it was 1994, it was a different story. Before I came to Taiwan, I had been traveling through Europe for about four years and working in London, and in Israel and in Norway a little bit. And then I decided that I must, it's time to see Asia. In those days, in my mind, I'm still a traveler. But what I did in my last few months when I was in London, I did the, what they call the TEFL course, which is teaching English as a foreign language. And I did that course just to have some kind of experience. And then I decided now I must think where to go. Should I go to Japan? Should I go to South Korea? or should I go to Taiwan? And there are two reasons why I chose Taiwan, actually very, very interesting reasons. The first reason is in 1994, South Africa, where I come from, and Taiwan were still official diplomatic allies. Taiwan, after 1970, 74, when America changed their official diplomatic recognition to mainland China, away from Taiwan, many countries followed, but South Africa did not. South Africa stayed with Taiwan until 1995, I believe. So when I came here, I thought, hang on, Taiwan does not have that many diplomatic allies. So when I arrive there and I say I'm from South Africa, it'll be easy for me to find a job. They will just love me, which, by the way, was not the case. They actually still preferred American English teachers, but that's another story. I'll get to that a little bit later. The second reason why I came to Taiwan is when I was studying in London for this, this TEFL certificate, the Teaching English as a Foreign Language certificate, my youngest sister said to me, you know, I think you can find a job in Taiwan easily. I said, why? She said, well, there's a guy from my town. Now, let me just tell you, the town where my younger sister came from is not that well known for speaking good English. Most, <laughs> most people who live there speak Afrikaans. Of course, everybody can speak English because English has always been one of the official languages, right? But that area is a very rural area. And she said, one guy from my town went to Taiwan and he found a job and his English is even better than the owner of the school where he teaches. Of course, it will be better than the owner of the school because the owner of the school is from Taiwan. And this guy has been studying English all his life. 
So I thought, oh, that sounds good. So, okay, so those two reasons were the reasons why I chose Taiwan and not Japan or South Korea. Let me just tell you something before I go back to the time when I arrived. That man that my younger sister told me about, which I now forgot his name, he was still in Taiwan when I arrived here. And I think I moved, I moved twice. And then I was staying in an, I was sharing an apartment, as the Americans will say, or a flat with some other people. But you couldn't get into this apartment easily because there was a front door that you had to get in and then there was the uh, like a front gate where you had to get in and then there was the apartment door and nobody even the people where i worked they did not know where i lived so nobody basically nobody knew where i lived except my mother because she wrote me letters this now remember is 1995 1994 there's no email email is just beginning the internet is just beginning so my mother had my address and that's about it one day and i since I arrived in Taiwan, most of my work I do at night. I teach at night because I teach adults and the adults work during the day and at night they come to study English. So I work at night. So I remember this one day, it was about 3 or 4 p.m. I was just taking a shower, getting ready to go to work to prepare my lesson for the evening. While I'm in the shower, the landlady who actually lived with us in the apartment, she had her own room. And then the three people who shared, we had our little room each. And she knocked on the door and she said, you have a visitor. And I thought, nobody knows where I live. How can I have a visitor? And I said, okay, I grunted something like, okay. So I, I continued my shower and I finished. I walked to my room and, and, and she was sitting with the guest in the living room. But I quickly just blew past them into my room to get dressed. And then when I was ready, I came out and unbelievably, the man who was sitting there with the landlady was the man my younger sister told me about. Now, how on earth he found me, got into the apartment, and even knew that I knew about him to this day, to me is a mystery. I just don't, I asked my sister, did you ever give anybody my address? He goes, never. So that little story is still a mystery to me. I don't know how that guy got into my house and even knew about me, but... I talked to him for about 10 minutes and I said, I have to go to work. I didn't particularly like him and I never saw him again after that. But somehow the guy who was 50% of the reason I came to Taiwan ended up in my living room for 10 minutes. Anyway, let's go back to when I arrived. On my way to Taiwan, I came from London and I had a very nice uh, airline ticket from China Airlines. I went to London. Let me tell you this. I went to London to a travel agent. I said, I want to go to Taiwan. She goes, the cheapest from London to Taiwan is China Airlines. I said, no, I don't want to go to China. I got to go to Taiwan. I didn't really know so much about the history then. She goes, no, China Airlines is actually the Taiwan National Airline. I go, okay. And she says, they have a very good deal now. You can, on the way to Taiwan, you can stop at four places. You can, there can four stopovers before you get to Taiwan. And it's a return ticket to London. I go, oh, that sounds good because maybe I can come back and see my friends after a year or so. And it's open for one year. So I came from London, I went, to, um, I went to Thailand, I went to Singapore, I went to Hong Kong, I went to Sri Lanka, and finally I arrived in Taiwan. Now I arrived in Taiwan, very different as I told you, from the way it is now. Now, when a new teacher arrives in Taiwan, that teacher had already applied online for a job. When he lands at the airport, there are people from his school or his company waiting for him or her. They take him to a hotel or to an apartment. Nothing like that 27 years ago. I arrived in Taiwan 
with no job, didn't know a single soul, and didn't know where to go. All I had from a travel book was the address of a hostel, a youth hostel in Taipei. So I landed. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. When I was in Hong Kong, in the hostel in Hong Kong where I stayed, a teacher who was working in Hong Kong at that time says to me, said to me, here's an address of a school in Taiwan. And that's all I had. I had the telephone number of a school in Taiwan. Anyway, so I arrived in Taiwan. I managed to find the hostel. I checked in. And three days later, I had a job in, uh, in that same school that the Hong Kong teacher gave me the telephone for. But now that doesn't mean you set. Now, as I told you, when people arrive at the airport, they have a job and their alien residency certificate card is ready for them. Everything is organized. In those days, it was, it was different. You first, you find a job. Then this job, this company applies for you for an alien residency certificate. Then you have to leave the country. Most people just went to Hong Kong because it was the closest. And you have to pick up your residency certificate over there in Hong Kong. Then you come back and now you are legal. But for the first two or three months, you're actually working illegally. When you do your taxes the next year, they ask you, what did you do in these three months? You just you say, I just traveled around. And they know you're lying, but it was okay. So that's how it worked in those days. You, you had to actually leave the country to go and get your alien residency certificate abroad. Then you come back. Now you're working legally. And that's how it worked for me too. So after all this was done, I found this job at this school. Originally, I taught adults and children. But after a few, after a year or two, I changed to only adults because I thought, I, I felt this is, this is better suited to me. And uh, there I was. I was in Taiwan. I was settled. I was legal. And I was, I was having a good time. So I think I'm going to stop there for this episode. And then I'll tell you in the next episode how things developed after that because I didn't exactly stay here non-stop for 27 years. There were some other thoughts in my mind but I'll share that with you next time. Until then, goodbye.